All right, now it's time to talk about our brand new sponsor, Peloton. Jason, ah. you're a big Peloton guy, right? I am a big Peloton fan. Everyone loves them. One of my favorite things to do is walk on treadmills. So I'm, I've been chopping at the bit for this tread. Is this real? I swear to God. Kylie and I ordered it probably a month ago. That a boy. Way to pump it up. Yeah. Well, 92 percenters, whether you're like Jason and trying to get in shape during retirement or just trying to add a new challenge to your training, spring is the best time to get started. Just in time for summer, baby. Warmer days are coming. How about that? That's right. Peloton's varying class lengths allow you to personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add 10-minute core session at the end of your metrics-focused class or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your goals. And there's also a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, marathon training, all created to grow your skills. Plus, Peloton Entertainment lets you work hard while you watch harder. Catch all of your favorite teams and streaming options like NBA League Pass while you power up your training. How about that? Get a head start on the summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. They are running out of these things. Selling like hotcakes. But the playoffs, it's like another level. Not only is it loud, but it's like an angry loud. You know what I mean? Like, it's not just like, oh, it's like a, I'm going to murder you. <laughs> Welcome back to New Heights, baby. Yeah. A Jukes original show presented by Wave Sports and Entertainment and brought to you by our friends at NerdWallet. Make the smart choice about your finances and check out our friends at NerdWallet. We're still going. We are, we are your hosts. I'm Travis Kelsey. This is Jason Kelsey, my big brother out of Cleveland Heights, Ohio. Northeast Ohio athletes turned to Cincinnati Bearcat alums. Uh, yeah. New Heights is a show that is in the championship week. We have made it Hey-o. to the NFC and AFC championships. Um, Last brothers feels, left. Feels like this thing's rigged, man. Feels like this thing's rigged, but damn, it it's be. fun, man. It hey. is a fun time to be alive. Whoever's, whoever's writing it, thank you. <laughs> Subscribe on YouTube to New Heights or wherever you get your podcasts and follow the show on all social media platforms at New Heights Show with one S, please. And uh, visit homage.com slash New Heights for all the merch. Jason's wearing a lovely New Heights sweater. As you can see, you can get that thing, that cozy, cozy sweater. Jason, what we got coming up? Got a great episode, Trav. We're going to recap both of our games from the divisional weekend. Look at one of the weirdest End of game plays of all time, thanks to the <laughs> Cowboys. And uh, look ahead to the conference championships we got coming up this weekend. It's going to be a doozy. A doozy. A doozy of a weekend of football. But first, as always, it's time for new news. New news. Well, new news, old news. Uh, thanks to all of you guys for supporting each and every week. We are still the number one sports podcast <laughs> on Spotify and Apple. We're still yeah! cracking that number one ranking every week. You guys are um, awesome. Yeah. You guys I, are awesome. Can't tell you how much we appreciate the support and how quickly this thing has grown. Uh, you guys have been awesome. Got to mention uh, a quick uh, sponsor real quick and uh event that we got going on Super Bowl weekend. What we got going? Yeah, we have a new partner. Fireball will be hosting a New Heights event in Arizona, obviously, in a couple weeks. Not sure if there's anything else going on at the time, but if you're a fan of this show and a fan of Fireball, check out our social pages 
for more details on what they have planned for you guys. That, those little cinnamon delights. So yeah, excited to see uh, what Fire, Fireball has in store for us. Trav, you went on McAfee. I did. The yeah. Pat McAfee show, baby. What a Pat, legendary guy yeah, and, I, and supporting cast, man. Everybody over there is absolutely awesome. Got to see uh, one of our Ohio football natives, Centerville, Ohio, uh, Ohio State Buckeye, A.J. Hawk. Oh, yeah. I was on there. He got, pulled out a freshman year photo of him and threw, threw it on the, uh, the TV behind me, man. Had to let Did him you? know we're representing Ohio football. Oh, that's game. awesome. That's great. Yeah. I mean, uh, obviously, Pat's had his show for a while now and been unbelievably successful. Oh, yeah. uh, a He's true inspiration. To yeah. uh, two guys like us, man. Yeah, I think players, I mean, he's a big advocate for players uh, uh, capitalizing on themselves, uh, you know, getting uh, involved and telling their story. Uh, he's He's been huge with that for a long time. Oh, yeah. uh, on top of just being a great dude. I mean, I remember being at a pro- couple Pro Bowls, I think, with Pat. And, uh, man, you want to talk about energy. That dude has it at all times. <laughs> like, it is unbelievable he's how much. Never, he is never unplugged, man. That guy no. is plugged in at all times. Yeah, he's an infectious electric. personality, man. If you guys, so, if you guys have any fun listening to us, you guys definitely want to check out the Pat McAfee show. Uh, go ahead, and I'm, I'm sure they're on. I mean, I, I watch them on YouTube, but I'm sure they're at, they're absolutely everywhere. They're on Siri, yeah, on Siri XM Radio every uh, Monday through Thursday, I believe. AJ Hawk, uh, you guys started talking about aliens. Yeah, how'd that, yeah how'd it, that was, it was actually it was a, it was out of left field. I got asked a few football questions. Uh, Boston Counter asked me about uh, Mama Kelson, her adventures in the playoffs, trying to see both of us play in the same day. And uh, unfortunately, it wasn't able to happen this past weekend like it was last year. But uh, sure. this year, she is going to be able to see both her sons play in the uh, in the playoffs this year. This week, I believe she'll be in in Philly watching Jason go at it for the championship game. Um, but yeah, then he uh, then AJ came out of left field with this <laughs> this alien conspiracy question, and uh, it immediately made me think of when we were kids and Ed Kelsey, our father, oh yeah, having having the the satellite uh, channel uh, on his computer connected to the speakers and at all times it being on, and us hearing sound waves that came from outer space. That's right. Yeah, SETI. Uh, I don't even know what it's called, the SETI network or whatever. <laughs> apparently they've been looking for extra uh life forms uh for a long time now and uh people kind of uh huddle together to somehow get these uh wavelengths i don't know it's science anyways um i don't think they've found anything yet <laughs> what uh, you don't think they found anything yet you don't remember hearing network? those noise you remember hearing those noises yeah but i don't think they got anything definitive of alien or extraterrestrial life yet Maybe I'm wrong. What? So what, were all the, what do you think all those sounds were? Because it would be like 3 o'clock in the morning, and I would hear... And it's like, probably... Dad, that's what made me ask him about it. Like, Dad, what the fuck is this noise that's going I mean, on if, in if your was, office? If I, was a, if I was a betting person, I bet it's some noise that the SETI people are putting on every single one of those guys' <laughs> speakers. <laughs> You think they're just bamboozling everybody? There was a, it was a voluntary deal, right? Dad had to like voluntary or apparently, yeah. yeah I, he had I to think, volunteer his computer like data, right? No, it's like a, I don't know. I don't. I'm pretty I, sure. I'm pretty sure they got the data from like the. I don't know. S- somehow he gave smart the people figured this out. Or yeah, I'll tell you what. If they were getting data, connector. if they were getting data from our our computers. 
we were sending nothing but viruses to that database because yeah, yeah. I was downloading music illegally. Music? Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's where those viruses came from for music. Yeah. Bear share, uh, dude. Yeah. Bear share, um, LimeWire, man. Those, my they, favorite they the part, my favorite, my favorite thing about growing up with Ed Kelsey, this reminds me of a story. My favorite thing, because um, the like uh, Napster and LimeWire and all those things had just gotten big when we were in, in oh, yeah. uh, middle school and high middle school. Middle school, high school, yeah. And CDs had just came out, so you could download music, put them on. But that this is this was the double this is typical Ed Kelsey fashion. We would download music and my dad would get furious and he'd say, You're stealing money. You are stealing those songs that is against the law what you're doing. You're, and you're gonna get in trouble. You can't steal. Okay. And then meanwhile, he would take his local library, library card. card. Yeah. He would take his library card, walk over to the library, take out a bunch of CDs and burn them onto the computer. And somehow that wasn't stealing. Somehow that was any different than us downloading them. He didn't pay for any of those. I paid for, I paid for this in taxes. This is mine. I paid taxes for this. Man, he would abuse that library music selection, man. I I'll tell you what, man, it made my music my music like collection like selection like way It actually more was broad. awesome. It he, opened he had, up we, my I was listening to shit. We had an entire had. library in our house. <laughs> We had a library of music from jazz to polka <laughs> scattered throughout our library. Big polka guys. Yeah. Big no, polka guys. He was big Motown. He was big Motown and yeah. Chicago. Bruce Springsteen. I think yeah, we had, the, I don't even know how many 70s, albums of Chicago was on that freaking thing. <laughs> you just go to see, if you did it by artist name, once you got to see, it was just Chicago, 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 Chicago. God damn, how many albums did Chicago come out with? <laughs> Ah, man. I wonder whose dad's still stealing from the library, man. He's still doing it. I bet. I, I, there's, it. <laughs> Don't say that. Every time he goes into the it's library. It's not even librarians, Philadelphia it's, librarians are going to see Ed Kelsey coming in like that. Fuck these. It's, I mean, it's legal. It. It's legal. Paid for in taxes. <laughs> You're right. That's pretty damn good. I don't know. I don't even know if it's legal. Maybe you gotta it's love, not. You got to love the late '90s, early 2000s scams, man. You could, you could scam, you could scheme <laughs> it up real quick, man. <laughs> what else were we talking? Time out. What was the alien question he asked you? He just he said there's a lot of conspiracies popping up because they're like videos are coming out online of like UFO sightings and stuff like that. Yeah. That I guess the government kind of. Right? Is that isn't that it? I, I haven't even looked it up as as much. I've I think heard that there was people yeah, started talking about I'm aliens. I'm like, oh, they're guy. at the alien, the old alien uh, conversation again, huh? Bob Lazar proved it to guy. us all. Bob Lazar, if you believe that guy, <laughs> yeah. What's there not to believe? Hey, Bob Lazar, he worked there. Aliens. It makes sense. I'm out. Magnets, dude. Magnets. I just magnets are the most powerful. Until they get some high definition videos and some things that are a little bit more conclusive, I'm I'm agnostic to the alien conspiracies. Agnostic, a, a g. It's a right. Egg. It's an a. Or e g g. Is it agnostic or it's ag? Ag. Ag. A g. A g n o s t i c. Shout agnostic. out to a g one. Let's keep it moving, ladies and gentlemen. Moving well, on. on to I fa- want to talk more about the oh, aliens. What oh, is? All right, all right, all right. What is I the? I thought we were done. What do you want to talk about? Uh, they're definitely here. They're here. 
They're here for sure. I think they're, they're either they're either underwater or Antarctica. Why would they be on Antarctica? Because nobody's there. Yeah, but isn't the whole reason you come here to? And it's like the most like that's us, where the right? mag, that's where the magnets are. I'm telling you, it's magnets. That's where the I magnets think, are. That's I that's, think the, all that's of this what's stuff, keeping us on our axle. There's shit there. This is what I think. I about. think I think all of this stuff that people can't explain is our incredibly advanced military and air force doing secretive uh, missions with technology that nobody else has a clue about. And uh, yeah, that's my theory. T- tell me this. So all these ancient maps, how do you think they found out about Ant- Antarctica? And like, do you, think these, do you think they were just like, dry, like Pange- taking well, boats Pangea. up there? It's Pangea. Used to be all Pangea. So when did they find out about Pangea, Jason? <laughs> it all used to be just one continent. That's what I'm saying. When did they know that? They didn't know that. Yeah, it was all one continent before there was no there was no ocean. So after so after Pangaea happened, after after Pangaea split. Yeah, once it split. I don't know. I don't even know when Pangaea split. What are we talking about right here? All right, there's okay. Explain maps. Explain I can't maps. explain half of these things. I don't even know how half of these things exist now. What do you mean? You look at a you look at a map from like ancient times, right? Yeah. They have them all over the place. Yep. They have the outlines of countries or like old sure. like. Uh, whatever they would be civilizations right yeah how does antarctica how is antarctica even on the map there is no civilizations up there i don't even know if that's true if antarctica was on the map i don't i've never seen one of these i've looked this up it's mind-blowing it's mind-blowing how do they know about it i would assume somebody took a boat they weren't taking boats up there how do you know taking boats you can't it's freezing they took boats everywhere no they didn't make it that's how they found america titanic (laughs) didn't even make it back All right, let's keep Can going. we cut this entire segment? That's what I'm saying. You wanted to keep going. You were the one that wanted to keep going. <laughs> we try to cut this whole thing. 1773, Captain James Cook became the first recorded navigator to cross the Antarctic Circle. Imagine that. And a- ancient maps from like back in the day, like Roman yeah. days, have yeah. Antarctica on the map. So how? Aliens. Aliens are the only ones. Aliens made the maps why does everything that we can't explain about older civilizations get reduced to like when we can't explain it aliens how did they build these pyramids ah we're not really sure must have been aliens magnets it couldn't just be that they were smarter (laughs) than we thought they were it's such a disrespectful thing to like do this and be like they were dummies back then there's no way they knew more than we know about anything no they weren't dummies they were just they were being told what to do by really smart aliens I think that Oh, different civilizations had a different frame of reference that knew how to do all this stuff. Way, it, they had to figure out ways to do all these things, and we have since lost out. touch. It's the same reason why if you dropped one of us off in the Amazon rainforest right now, we wouldn't know what the fuck to do. And there's whole tribes of people that live there are surviving just fine because they've had a plethora of knowledge built up in the region. I don't know, whatever. Well, the world used to be flat. <laughs> And then aliens balled that fucker up. That's probably balled that I thing think that's up. how that happened. <laughs> Captain James Cook, isn't that the guy that got killed in Hawaii? Or uh, not Hawaii, he got killed no, no, in No, no, uh, no, no, no. No, that's uh it's the uh the guy that uh tried to steal Peter Pan from the uh I knew you Neverland. were gonna, See, I knew you were going to do this. <laughs> I, kn- I already knew the joke yeah! before it came out of your mouth. Because I love Peter Pan. Yeah, that's Hook. Hook. I think he is based off of I wonder James, if that's a James yeah. Hook. 
Is it Captain James Hook? I fucking know. I don't. What's Captain Hook's first name? I don't know. All I know is Spee. Shmee. Spee. Shmee. It's, it's not Spee. It's Shmee. It's Shmee. It's Shmee. Shmee. Yes. Trust me. Trust, I have two trust children. Me. Trust me. <laughs> trust Shmee. It's not Spee. Can Shmee. we finally move on from this shit? <laughs> I'm pretty sure Captain James Cook got killed by... Uh, Aliens. Uh, no, he got killed in... Um, oh, my God. What are the islands that uh, are accused of cannibalism and stuff like that? Uh, oh, my gosh. You're talking about Pangea? <laughs> biggest island ever ever known to man oh, it's, um, it's not easter island it's is it easter island i don't know whatever can we keep it, it was it was why okay cool all right i thought so all right whatever all right let's get the fuck out of that uh fan mentions of the week Buffalo Wild Wings, baby. We uh we talked about it a little bit last episode. I um I was mistakenly wrong. It is not an Ohio company, I don't believe. Uh, based out of New York, <laughs> and they they hit us up on Twitter and let us know what BW three originally stood for, and that's Buffalo Wild Wings and Weck. Weck being a sandwich, an East Coast name, uh, nickname for a sandwich. I had no idea. I didn't even know they sold sandwiches. I don't. Is this? This is a Buffalo, New York thing, right? Not like a New York, New York thing. Well, yeah, New York. Yeah. Yeah, I've never heard of a Weck. I didn't even know it was called Buffalo Wings, Wild Wings and Weck. So, yeah. Thanks, Buffalo Wild Wings, for uh, clearing that up. Yeah, so do we kill, do we keep calling it BW3s? Uh, I don't think I can stop at this a, point. It's yeah. just a natural. It's a natural. Yeah. I'm going to keep doing it. All right. Well, we do love BW3s, and I still got to try that sauce gardener. Sauce. Guy Fier declined to take part in our Waffle, Waffle House Diner uh, poll in our Gosh. debate. Um, I could have used you, Guy. Man, Guy, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of thankful you didn't because I know I, I had a feeling he was pushing away from it being a diner. It was. I will say this. It might not be a diner now in terms of what it is today because it's a very commercialized place, but it was definitely one time a diner. When it was yeah. one, the first one, one ever? Yeah, when it was the first one ever. It was, I can't it was deny that. And then every single one of them was modeled off of that diner. So I'm going to say that that diner is everywhere now. So now it's so a it's, diner. So it's a diner? Yeah. Well, 50, yeah, you said 59%. 59% think it's a diner. The polls, the polls, we went to America. Listen, we're we a democratic process here. We're a democratic process. <clears throat> Firmly believe in that. And um, uh, the good guys but, prevail. Yeah, sometimes Again, man, I get the sometimes people can be wrong. Been, we didn't have enough East Coast. <laughs> we didn't have any, enough East Coast voters. There's not enough uh, Philadelphians who's, voting. In that. Who's voting for this thing then? I don't know. Probably I don't know. There's just I feel like diners are like so localized, like a true diner, like mom and pop diner to like the Northeast that you just don't see them in the South. So. A lot of people are like, of course, Waffle House is a diner. It's the only diner I've ever been to. <laughs> you don't think there's <laughs> diners in the South? I don't you think, think so. Di- you think diners and delis are just a east, like northeast coast thing? There or? might be delis, but I, I think diners are. That's like a northeast thing. I think. I mean, we had them in Cleveland. In Cleveland Heights, we had some diners, so maybe yeah, it's not. Do. Maybe the I'm pressers, wrong on that. The pressers, the pressers uh, own one. I thought no, that was big fun. Uh, that was big fun. No, they own those. Uh, those two. Uh, uh, makeshift diners for a little bit then they sold them and uh jeremy gadda's dad or our grandfather turned one of them into like an italian restaurant all right now 
This is my only thing. I just, I, I still think a diner, if you think of it like it's a, it's like the way it looks and it's breakfast. Yeah, I get it. It's a diner. But I feel like if you think of it more along the lines of like a extremely specific thing, then I, like, and I'm going to bring this comparison up, like, like Papa John's is a pizza store or a pizza restaurant. It's not a pizzeria, right? Like, uh, what is a, is Papa John's a pizzeria? It sells pizza pies. Why isn't it a pizzeria? That's my point. Like a pizzeria is like an Italian family that owns like a a pizzeria and they they talk out like this and they they, they, they. (laughs) 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 You can't be you can't be Pizza Hut and call yourself a pizzeria. You've been living in Philly way too long, man. Like is uh like Subway's not a deli. It's a it's a sandwich shop, but it's not a It's not not a deli? deli? No, it's not a deli. You get deli sandwiches. At, you can get deli you meats, but you, it's not a deli. <laughs> Everybody knows when you say deli, you're thinking of something we much gotta, different. We got to take these to the polls, man. All right, this take it to good, the polls. We got to take these to the polls, man. I'm just saying. Is Subway a deli and is Papa John's a pizzeria? Listen, if, if you don't have pastrami that's been made in the store, it's, it's going to be hard <laughs> to consider yourself a deli. I'm just saying. Please, can we get some more East Coasters to some Philadelphians and some New Yorkers to yeah, need chime to... in on this, please? Yeah. 7,000 people voted, though. So it, it had a good sample size. Appreciate everybody for supporting this uh, this poll. It was a lot of fun. But is Ponderosa a steakhouse? Mm, not that. Damn. No, I think that's just a restaurant. Is Taco Bell a taqueria? Some of them. The ones that sell tequila, yes. Taco Bell sell tequila? Oh yeah, Taco Bell sells tequila. There's a few Burger Kings that sell beer. You you never seen these? You got to get outside, Jason. Yeah, I got to leave the house. Got to leave the house, bud. Is Long John Silver's a seafood restaurant? Not when it's connected to a Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Fan signs at Arrowhead from Tiffany McGinnis on Twitter. Sign says uh, taking the decibel levels to new heights. Trevor Lawrence, can you hear us yet? Um, Great it tweet. was it was absolutely rocking. Um, Great tweet. I'm gonna say that Trevor Lawrence is a, is an absolute gamer, and I'm not sure if it matters how loud it gets. That's kind of where I stand. That's where I stand whenever I go to a loud stadium. I'm not really thinking about it because we just go silent cadence, and I don't have to worry about th- hearing things. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna say that's his response to it. But I like you defending Arrowhead and Chiefs Kingdom, Tiffany. Getting everybody fired up. We are the loudest stadium in the world on record. 42, yeah. 142 decibels. Did you guys break the record this week? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe uh, we're going to have to break it this week because uh, a lot of Cincinnati Bengals fans are calling it Burrowhead instead of Burrowhead. Arrowhead. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, the that disrespect to Arrowhead they're, continues. They're throwing, they're, throwing, they're throwing a lot of bulletin board material out there, man. Well, you could tell it was loud because every single time he made a check or changed the play, not only would he have to go up to the line to change the play, the running back was coming up with him. And, like, when it's that loud, it's like, man, these guys can't literally cannot hear each other. So, oh, yeah. Uh, good job, Arrowhead, making it a good environment. Oh, yeah. And the most uh, adorable mention of the week, Jason uh, woke up to a three-year-old daughter, Wyatt, singing Eagles fight song at the crib uh, or in her crib. I in should say, what was the, uh, over really the uh, over the intercom, right? You heard her over the intercom. 
Yeah, the little nanny uh, cam. Yeah. What have we what have we done? She's she's saying the whole thing. She started off with fly, eagles, fly. But I couldn't get my phone out quick enough to catch every part of it. Um, <laughs> I thought she just started at A. No. A-T-L-E-S. Eagles. She like got hype for the Eagles too. Yeah. She's like in her crib trying to go like she's supposed to be going to sleep. Not well, after a big time asleep. Eagles win. Not, yeah. not not after a big Eagles win. Philadelphia can't sleep after a Yeah. Gotta love baby wise. She's adorable, man. All righty, Trev. Let's talk about smart decisions. We said it a million times, but what's the smartest decision in football, Trev? Man, I can't remember. What Come do on we now. always say? What do we you always say? It. It's the uh gotta run the sneak. That's right. Ninety two percent of the time it works every time. Smartest decision in football might be the sneak, but when it comes to your smart decisions about finances, there is no need to sneak it if you check out our friends at NerdWallet. <laughs> right now. NerdWallet is where you can compare top financial products side by side and make the smart decision about your finances. NerdWallet has a whole team of actual nerds who will uh, help you find your next credit card, savings account, or even more. That's right. And these aren't just regular nerds. We can 100% guarantee these are guarantee. pure, never played the football game no. nerds who only care about one thing, and that's your finances. Mm. The nerds at NerdWallet have the expertise to back it up with their objective ratings on top financial products for you. Are you looking for a credit card that rewards you for what you spend on most? NerdWallet can help you find that cashback card that earns extra cashback on groceries, gas, and uh, even sports gear. So, listeners, it's time to make the smart play with the nerds at NerdWallet. Compare and find top cashback credit cards, savings accounts, and more at NerdWallet.com. NerdWallet, the smartest decision for all your financial decisions. All righty, before we get to the rest of the show, if you love daily fantasy, you need to check out our partner, DraftKings. They're giving new customers a free shot at a share of millions in prizes with their first deposit. All new customers need to do is download the DraftKings app now and sign up using promo code NEWHEIGHTS. You heard the man, and playing daily fantasy football is easy. You just pick from your yeah. favorite players each week, you enter contests, and you win cash prizes. Simple. And with a free shot at a share of millions of dollars in total prizes with your first deposit, it's a perfect time to show off your football game, baby. That's right. So download the DraftKings app now and sign up using promo code NEWHEIGHTS. This week, new customers can get a free shot at a share of millions of dollars in total prizes with your first deposit. Just enter that promo code NEWHEIGHTS to get a free shot at a share of millions in total prizes with your first deposit. That's code NEWHEIGHTS, only at DraftKings. Did I say that stupid at the end? <laughs> All righty. Well, we've reached time for our what's become our favorite segment, I think. Yes. It's time for No Dumb Questions. Just dumb people. Dumb people. Mm, That's right. Yes. No Dumb Questions is brought to you by our smart friends at NerdWallet. If you want to make smarter decisions about your finances, ask the nerds at NerdWallet. If you want a, someone to answer your not dumb questions, uh, ask us. This week, we got a question from Hank on Twitter. If you could take away one rule in football and you could add one rule in football, what would they be? Ooh, that is a great question. 
That is so, definitely not a dumb question. That is actually a very intriguing awesome. question. Yeah, this is a great question, Hank. I think clearly uh, the penalty that I would get rid of is offensive holding because it's an offensive lineman's <laughs> nightmare. Um, <laughs> you can't get rid of that. I sure can. It said it asked in the it asked in the in the in the prompt. It was very specific. If you could take away one rule in football, I would take away the run rule that makes my job infinitely harder. I would take away holding. What about defensive holding? You're gonna keep defensive holding? Of course. That that makes my job. That would make my job harder. I'm. I don't care if it's fair or not. I just yeah, want my job to be easier. Yeah. I thought we were talking about what what'll make the game better and more entertaining. That's I, or, I or what's that's, a bad rule? Yeah. What's a bad rule? All right, we can do it that way. All right. Um, I'm saying. I'm saying. Uh, what's a bad rule? Taunting. We should be able Ooh. to taunt. We're in the we're a professional organization. We should be able to taunt the other player. And I'm not talking about like, like what does that uh, have to do with professional organization? What is because I mean when you're you're kind of going through the ranks like high school, college, like you're still developing. You know what I mean? That professionalism. Um, I don't know. I don't think I think at a younger age it's not not necessarily needed. But uh, heck, if we're going that route, let everybody taunt. Who cares? If you can't stop me. Don't get mad at me. We have to have for, respect for talking for your about opponents. it. You got to have respect. Oh, I got for your great opponents. sportsmanship. What? I'll shake everybody's hand after the game. Not if you're taunting. Is that sportsmanship? Oh yeah, yeah. It's just playing the game. What do you mean? Um, I'm I'm a I, respectful taunter. I just tell yeah. everybody you can't stop me. I'm not going to tell you. I'm trying how to think of stupid. I'm trying to me think catching of dumb the ball rules. makes you feel bad enough. What's that? I'm trying to think of dumb rules. What's a, what's a what's a rule that I don't like that exists? Can't take your helmet off. See, you want to get rid of all the rules that aren't going to affect the game, though. What do you mean? Taunting like, definitely affects the game. These aren't, it's a 15-yard penalty. Well, if it gets called, but removing the penalty is not going to make the game change. It's gonna, I think it will make it way more entertaining when you get to what I'm going to say for my other rule that What's I, your want other to, rule? I want to bring in. What do, you, what do you want to bring in? One fight per game, hockey style. <laughs> <laughs> How electric would that be? <laughs> You two, want to take it back to two like, heavyweights, two heavyweights, O line, D line, just snap helmet off. We get thirty seconds, just duke it out right here. Once we hit the ground, game's over. But who's stopping it? The ref stops it once it hits the ground. Yeah, we might have Break to have up. like bodyguards on the sideline just for that one moment. So you only get one player per team. This can't be a gang up like five on five. Can't be it's a brawl. One, one on one, one on one. That's it. You you both take your helmet off, square up. Let's let's settle this. <laughs> let's settle this right now. God damn, that would be exciting. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Could you imagine? It'd be the first play of the game. Well, it would be like within the first drive. Guys would just be why like, "Why is All that right, so? Has that ever been like? Why does? It, why was that grandfathered in the NHL? But for some reason, no other sport allowed that to happen. I don't know, man. But fuck, I love going to hockey games for it. Yeah, but just a bare knuckle brawl, baby. You barely ever see anybody get like knocked out in those hockey brawls. Well, it's Happens hard to get it's hard to get a good it's hard to get a good lick on somebody on the. That's ice what I'm saying. Right? I feel like, especially if you know the good technique. If you know the technique, opposite shoulder, you got to extend. Yep. You got to you can't let him get a you full grab, swing. You grab at the you. jersey. Once you have the jersey, you can control that shoulder. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Um, Until you can't. <laughs> or you do the jersey over the head. Mighty duck style. Mighty ducks. Mighty ducks. Uh, Bash Bros. There would, there would be some vicious knockouts. I can't imagine. And are there weight classes? Like are are defensive linemen <laughs> fighting linebackers? Hey, or this, like is there a receiver versus D line? 
Don't be don't be barking up the wrong tree, dog. Like if you're are you only allowed to fight with the guy that you're chirping with? Or can another guy come in and be like is this just gonna turn into like nineteen yeah. It's going to be like hockey. It's going to be like NHL. enforcers. You're going to go get an, an enforcer. Like we have our somebody's, enforcer. You have their enforcer. Somebody's signing Mike Tyson. Come on, Mike. We could, we're going to need you one play a game. <laughs> I mean, I would love to watch it. I'm not going to lie. I am not going to lie. I would love to watch that. Um, <laughs> Dude, let's, let's do it. Let's do it, in a, NFL, man. Let's make this game more exciting, man. Get the ratings up. If we did it right now, who's the enforcer on the Chiefs? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I'm going to say I'm going to go with Frank Clark, baby. Frank, Frank Clark. Clark. Yeah, not Chris Jones. Hands. He's got them hands, baby. He's got the hands? Ooh, he's got he's the hands. He's a little bit light, though. Like, if he goes up against a bigger guy. He goes he's still he goes up against bigger guys all the time. All right. I'm trying to think of who our enforcer would be. Um, I, I, might, I might know who it is. Who do you think it is? Number 62. <laughs> it's definitely not me. I ain't, fighting. I ain't fighting nobody. You were the enforcer uh, in Cleveland Heights. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> Once upon a time, maybe, but not now. You, I'm too old for you that. Were the L- you were the LEL enforcer. The LEL enforcer. Lake Erie League, Ooh. baby. Shout out to the Lake Erie League. I feel like it would have to be either Jordan Mulata just on pure size uh, or Limbaugh Joseph. Oh, Fletch could do it too. I can see Fletch. I can see Fletch just. I feel like Limbaugh Joseph. He got a hell of a reach. He's like three, three forty, three thirty. It's a big, big dude. man. Dominica Sue. I'm not. I'm not barking up that tree. Fuck that. Yeah, we got some. We got some guys. Good for you. I tell you what, that's uh, that's pretty damn good. I cannot keep this conversation going without mentioning Trey Smith being an enforcer. Oh I, yeah, I, I cannot forget about sixty five, baby. Sixty five is see- definitely. Laying the law. Some of those videos uh, of him going at it with different guys, uh, whether not, it's uh, not just guys like like dudes, yeah. Like, Simmons over there in, Jeff in Tennessee. Simmons, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, he's a. I, I I love the way the guy plays the game. I really do. Yeah. Um. So that makes sense. Me too. I love I love that fucking guy. Shout out to Trey. Um. He's definitely our enforcer too. Who else you got? Who do you got though? What do you got? You didn't name your two. Holding, uh, offensive holding, and then what else? Yeah, I mean, yeah, if I'm getting rid of a penalty that I I think it's a good – I think holding is a good penalty, though. I just think it's annoying as an offensive lineman that you can't do it. Um, <laughs> Which one would you add? What what rule would you add? I always think of uh, of how, like, baseball always tries to make the game more offensive. Yeah. They, like, they do stuff to, like, uh, try and add to the to – the, like the hits and everything, like make the baseball, wind the baseballs a little tighter. I would like change that. I would change the motioning rules. I think you should be able to be more chaotic on offense, but pre-snap. Mm. I don't think you should have to be set. Like Canadian I mean, style? I, I like the Canadian rules on motions. Canadian where you can uh, get a full on running league. start. Mm-hmm. Um or also just having multiple people in motion. I think that it like it's already such an advantage for the offense when that happens. When you motion one guy, uh, like I think the fact that like uh, the defense doesn't have to be set, but the offense has to be set, I think is just a dumb rule. Is that Wait, not what? fair? Wait, what? Like the defense, they can. Oh they, yeah, 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 they can be moving no, all yeah. over the place. They can be hiding everything, but the offense, you have to be set. If two guys go in motion, they both have to come back to a complete stop. 
for a second before like you know what I mean? Like I feel no, like I there's I feel like there's some really cool things that could happen from an offensive structure if you allowed if you change those motioning structures or, or the, those motioning laws. Yeah. So I mean we got both of our deals. That's yeah. pretty that's pretty solid. The I other think- thing I would do is go back to the old rules of overtime. You don't like the new rules? I'm not no, gonna No, I don't it just it's gonna keep happening. Like it's like, oh well the coin toss, we got a possession and you didn't. Oh well now we get the position back, then you're gonna go back and score again. Like it's like an it's like a never ending thing. It's like, dude, listen. The game was tied. Next point wins. Like right. stop complaining. Life isn't fair sometimes. You lose a coin toss. You gotta go deep. play some defense. What do you, I don't teams. know what you want me to say. And I've I've on, I've been on both sides of the spectrum. I've been So on, have I. You know what I mean? And it's it yeah, is, it's, it is. It's, you it's, had it, four quarters before that yeah. overtime to get a put a drive together to put up points that you should have put up points on. Like everybody's like wait. this Yeah. I'm out. I'm out on these. It's ridiculous. I think um another cool rule, just me personally, would be pretty so, sweet if you uh you got one double pass either per game or per half. Ooh, double pass meaning? Meaning like you could throw a slant, a forward pass, and the guy that caught the slant could throw like a fade on the other side of the ball, (laughs) on the other side of the field. How electric would that be? Yeah, you want to talk about touchdowns, baby. That would be interesting. And and turnovers. (laughs) That would be be interesting to see how that changed the game. That'd be cool. So basically, for one play... Well, you want to just throw one double pass, or would it just be for one play? There's no rules as to like forward, is, lateral. How, however, you want to move this ball around, move the ball around. That'd be crazy. You could forward lateral, just become th- like basketball fast break style. You're just <laughs> three yeah. man, three man weaving. You're, you're ba- down the I mean, field. you're playing rugby essentially, right? Or no, you can't yeah. throw the ball forward in rugby either. You can only throw it backwards. I, the the lateral rule is different, though. I think as long as you the ball is behind you after you pitch it. Like once you pitch it, it, as long as the ball is behind you, when the guy catches it, so you can throw it forward and, and outrun it. Yeah, I don't it. think you can't do that in the league. It has to be wherever. Like if you're on the four yard line, the guy who's catching it can't catch it on yeah. the five. It has to be on like the three. Yeah. I remember seeing like a clip, and like Russell Wilson was like scrambling and threw a ball. What looked like live, it was a lateral, but when you like paid attention to the hashes, it actually moved forward like a half yard. Yeah. And I remember just being like, guys, what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> like it's right it's behind him. This no, is gonna not. happen once a season. Like maybe like this is not a big deal. They overdo it sometimes with these with this stuff, I think. There's mm-hmm. there's such a because of replay, there's like such a emphasis that everything has to be perfect and nailed and like all of this stuff is going to be subjective to a cer- certain extent of like what's happening live on the field. I don't know. Whatever. You do. You do know. You just said it. What used to be a catch was clear. It was like the clearest rule in the world. And then Des Bryant had to go across and have this one moment. And now we've been changing what is a catch for like the last 10 years. And now nobody knows what a catch is basically. I mean, I think it's it's a little bit clearer now, but it was really unclear like two years ago. Yeah, and so it was it was the same thing as the uh, the quarterback uh, the tuck rule the uh, the QB um, forward pass like in the pocket like is the elbow coming forward? Is he tucked it yet? They've been changing that thing back and forth since the Brady and the and the Raiders went at it. Have they? They've only well they made the wrong call in that playoff game. That was clearly a fumble, right? Not not if you not if you go by the rules. 
No, by the rule back then, it was a fumble. They had to change the rule, and then they changed it back, right? I think that's the situation. I don't know. I can't remember. It looked like a fumble. Damn it. I hate when I can't remember. That was a great question. That was a great fucking question. I enjoyed talking that question, and hopefully the NFL allows fighting like hockey. That would be a great rule change. I'm all for that. What uh, what happens at the end of the fight? Ooh, that's a good question. Do you get like a, a quarter uh, removed? You would get removed for the remaining remaining. Or is there a penalty? Minutes, is it like just a five a, minute it, in the or, box? Do we get yeah. a Do we get a box in the NFL now? Ooh, you get a penalty. You got to go to the box for a few plays. A little NFL sin bin. That's a pretty good one to add. You get a I sin think that'd bin. be good. <laughs> you you get a holding penalty, or you you like where would now, it be at? Now you're allowed to target, but you get you get two quarters in the box. Where would it be at? Where would the box be at? End zones. It has to be where right. It's the most fucking rowdy. Yes, <laughs> you got to go sit in the end zone. In the stands too. There's got to be a glass box in the stands. You just get fucking rained on. You just get God. That'd be awesome. Death. Fuck. We, we need to do this. All righty. That about does it for uh, No Dumb Questions. No Dumb Questions is brought to you once again by NerdWallet. If you want to make smarter decisions about your finances, ask our friends at NerdWallet. If you want someone to answer your not-so-dumb questions, ask us. (laughs) Moving on to 12 bold topics uh, throughout the NFL. And, um, yeah, I'm not even sure if it's going to be 12 this week again. Who knows? I know we're going to talk about some topics and uh, usually resides around – me and Jason's games. Jason usually asks topics about my game. I ask topics about his, and uh, we go from the, from there to the rest of the storylines throughout the league. Jason, you want to start us off? Yeah, we're gonna start off with the Chiefs, baby. Chiefs twenty-seven, <laughs> Jags twenty. Arrowhead was rocking. Started out hot, quick, and fast, but we got to start with what everybody's wondering about, which is uh, Pat Mahomes suffered an ankle injury in the first quarter. Came back in the second half. Well, he kind of came back right away, then left, then came back in the second half. Uh, Trey, why don't you walk us through that moment? Yeah, I'll I'll walk you through it. Um, obviously, you hate to see when when your quarterback goes down, let alone anybody on the freaking field. But when you got uh, the MVP of the league go down um, in the playoffs in the most meaningful game of the season up to date. I mean, that's not an easy situation to go through. And it, and what made it even harder is that he was kind of right on that brink of going back in or, or coming out. Um, can he still be a, a productive quarterback in this style of offense with his ankle like that? Um, and then you got to take, take in the fact that, you know, um, what's really just happened? Like, did he tear ligaments? Did he break a bone? You know, the the training staff, the the kind of the upstairs part of it, that is a uh, it's a half a billion dollar man that, uh, yeah. that just got injured. We want to make sure that he's good, uh, not only for this game, but for the rest of his career. So I think yeah. they had to do a little bit more assessing and evaluating on him. Uh, but it's just um, it's it's a tough situation to go through as a team. You know, you, anytime your leader goes down, it's a tough, tough mindset. But the no matter who it is, and you can't take away what Pat does for this team and what he does, you know, to make us win every week in, week out. But uh, you have to have that next man in mentality. You have to, no matter who yeah. it is that goes out, and you have to have the confidence that they're going to be able to step up and do their job uh, to the best of their ability and find a way to to get you to get the win. Um, I know that Pat was pacing up and down the sidelines trying to get back in the game. He didn't want to freaking leave that game. Nobody wanted him. You know, everybody wanted to see him back in there. They just wanted to make sure they made the right decision uh, 
you know, for his health and for the team. Yeah. Um, but I think, uh, I think when it was finally said and done, I think Pat finally uh, kind of persuaded everybody that he was okay on the sideline um, and that he could go in there and gut it out and, and find a way to get us that win. Um, but Chad Henney, man, you can't say enough about what he is to this team as a veteran guy, as a veteran leader, a guy that's, you know, been in the league since 2008, seen a lot of football, seen a lot of great teams, uh, knows how to win. And sure enough, I mean, steps up in the biggest moments whenever when this team needs him. And uh, he did it a couple years ago against Cleveland. And sure enough, this year um, found a way to put up a huge touchdown when Pat went down a 98 yard, 99 yard drive backed yeah. up. Your, when your first play is your feeder in the end zone, that is not a comfortable position to be in. And uh, Chad Henney, man, he just uh, a veteran guy, gunslinger, just out there putting the ball where it needs to be. And um, sure enough, everybody rallied around him, man. When you get when you get a guy that everybody loves and everybody like respects in the locker room, you want to play that much harder for the guy. And Chad's one of those guys for sure. But um, yeah, nice. Yeah, no, I mean, I think um, yeah, it was clear that uh, Pat was hurting. So I think the training staff and everybody did right by him by making him go inside and get an X-ray. He did not look good moving around, especially when he tried to stay in there for a little bit. He's like hobbling around. He, it did not look good when he was trying to go. Yeah. So, I mean, when it looks like that, I feel like you you at least got to go in and take a look at it. Um, but and those, came out in the second sprays, half. Man. Oh, yeah. yeah, they're vicious. Those those can be no fun. They're a little uh, – it, it, I hate to say it like this, but it's almost better if you've already done it once. Oh, for sure. Because you've already ripped a few, tore a few ligaments in there, at least a little bit, mm -hmm. and it's kind of a little bit looser. It's not the the it doesn't get as swollen or as yep. black and blue because, yeah, it's yeah your just body doesn't been have there. as much of a reaction when you've already sprained it or torn that ligament. Yeah, but it can get to as bad as needing surgery if you don't uh, if you get it too often. Yeah, you can, I, can, yeah. I can attest to that because I definitely <laughs> got that surgery. Um, <laughs> But it's well, uh it's no it's it's definitely not an injury you want to play around with. Um but I'm uh, I'm telling you what, man, that that guy won five, man, he just finds a way to gut it out and uh and we love him for it, man. We love him for his for his ability to just, you know, put pain aside and uh put the team first every single time. Yeah, no, I thought uh you know, he he came out in the second half, looked a lot better. I don't know what they did at halftime to make him feel that much better, but uh was able to get it done there. Chad obviously went in there and I mean, an amazing drive, especially given the circumstances, coming in cold, not really having any prep during the week, I'm sure. What gave you faith that he was going to be able to go out there and get it done? Well, one one thing is that uh, he's done it before. We He's done it when we played Cleveland in the playoffs a few years ago. On top of that, uh, he's got the moxie, man. He's got the He's got the confidence. He's got the swagger that when he gets into a huddle and he says, hey, guys, man, let's rally. Let's do this thing, huh? You know, everybody respects that. Everybody feels that emotion and that 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 confidence, uh, kind of just like just breathing out of them. That uh, mm -hmm. that that rallies the guys and everybody. I think in that huddle knew exactly how to attack this defense and how to get the ball downfield. Um, sure enough, the O line played played absolutely great throughout the entire course of the game. A run game got going real well. And um, and I think guys just making plays all over the field really helped Chad feel comfortable back there. And um, yeah, sure. It's when he came in though, there was no hiccup. There was no like uh, hitch in the steps. There's there's no like doubt or question of anything. We yeah. all knew that Chad had uh, had the ability to 
to find make get us to find a way to win for sure. Yeah. It's part of being on a good team. You feel confident in whoever's out there. Yeah. Obviously nobody's gonna be Pat Mahomes, but uh hey, we still got a game nobody. to play. Nobody. <laughs> and uh and and Chad Henney's proven he can be a good quarterback in the league. Listen, man, anything is possible, man. <laughs> you feel me? You talk about scoring a touchdown. You were the by, one who scored the touchdown. And for Henny, some reason Henny you were means in a, necessary. <laughs> you were in a big uh, throw the football into the crowd. Any mode. way you want it, that's the way you get it. Any way you want it. Uh, yeah, you were in a big throw the football into the crowd uh, mood. You threw the first ball into the crowd, threw the second ball into the crowd. Listen. And you were telling me before we uh, got going on the show today that you were a little bit upset you threw that second touchdown <laughs> into the crowd. <laughs> Fuck! Because that was Chad Henney's first playoff touchdown pass. Uh, I uh, I checked the stats. I think it is his first touchdown pass in the playoffs, and uh, he's been in the league since 2008. So I think that might be one that he would want to hold on to. Um, obviously, wasn't thinking that when I <laughs> scored. Just got excited and said, "Woohoo! <laughs> 98 yards, baby!" And um, yeah, no, I'm a I'm an absolute idiot. If uh, the Chiefs fan that has the football can. Uh, Reach out to the show, and uh, we'll we'll make sure we get you something in uh, in exchange if you're willing to to let me uh, present that to Chad, because um, I definitely feel like an asshole for not making sure he gets that ball. Yeah, I got a good feeling you're not seeing that ball anymore. But <laughs> I'm not seeing that. Ball. I, I like, hope not, I hope it happens. Like for I'm not Chad. seeing that Cincinnati helmet that I gave you in the stands. <laughs> I ain't seeing neither one of those. All right, my Travis. bad, hand dog. Let's talk about some of these records. Trav, you went 14 for 98 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. I did Hell not of a stat know line. I had 14 catches. I did not know that. You, that was... Well, you started out the game the first drive. You had five, right? Four really? or five. It was four or five. Because I only saw the first half because we were getting ready to play a game, obviously. And you came out right from the gate with a bunch of catches. 14 receptions marks the third most by any player in a postseason game in NFL history. Only Darren Sproles, my man Darren Sproles, Sproles. And home, had 15 in a game Damn. in uh, the 2011-2012 season. And uh, James White Two had backs, 15 yeah. Yeah, in 2018-19 sounds, season. Sounds like it was a check down day. <laughs> <laughs> well, Darren wasn't a check down guy. I'll he tell was you a, what, I was a fucking, it was Sproles, a check down day out. for me. It was Sproles, a down day for me. Sprolesy was basically a slot receiver in these empty packages. They would get him out there, line him up on a backer, and uh, good luck. Uh, Those feet, man. Dude, so quick. Even Richard Sherman was shocked. He said, uh, he tweeted, imagine allowing the Chiefs to get the ball to Kelsey 14 times. No double, no extra attention. Shake my head. <laughs> I, yeah, was I, mean, I was expecting more bracket double on, in certain situations. Um, but I think they did a great job uh, in terms of their manhole, um, kind, eye, kind kind of eyeing me up. Um, mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it still felt like it was just straight it's a, it's up a different level of uh, attention, right? It's not 100%, as yeah. yeah. But um, um, yeah, no, it was, and like I said, a lot of the a lot of the catches were I want to say check down, but they were within five yards of the line of scrimmage, and me just trying to find right. extra yards. So, uh, but that's that's how you get big. Big drives and, and playoff football, man. Because the big shots, yeah. they're uh, everybody's keying in on on eliminating the the big time shots and the big time plays. So um, all the underneath stuff becomes huge. Yeah, and and when you when you take that underneath stuff, then it opens up the big stuff later, or you just keep death by inches. 
death by a thousand uh, completions. All right now. Our fans also want to know there's a point in the game where you clearly appear to be wiping your hand on Pat's jersey. <laughs> what was that about? <laughs> That's crazy. They caught me. I didn't even realize I did it. Um, mm-hmm. I'll find anybody's like dry jersey or towel and just sure. kind of just make sure that my gloves are clean. Um, I had just dove for a ball in the end zone and got the end zone paint all over my hands, and I was like spitting on my hands and licking my hands trying to get that thing back real grippy. Those Nike oh, yeah. gloves, man, them things work like glue. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so I um I I definitely had to you know just make sure we were in the red zone, so I couldn't I couldn't risk dropping a ball, and so right. I had to just. <laughs> All right, Pat, I'm ready. Throw that thing to me. I think we actually scored on that next play, too. That was awesome. Yeah, I got some clips out there of me uh, wiping my hand on Carson's jersey. I feel like, for me, it's my snap hand when it gets wet because I'm sweaty as hell, especially when it's a hot ga- hot day. Mm-hmm. And then you can't wipe it on yourself because you're, 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 you're sweaty. I'm, we sweat like pigs. Yeah. You can't wipe it on another offensive lineman because they're sweaty. sweaty. So the only other person that might not have some sweat on him is the quarterback. quarterback. So it's like, yep. It's and it's usually right here on like the shoulder pad. Exactly, get the bear the paw right on the right on the shoulder pad, <laughs> and and people watching are like, why is he giving Carson Wentz a massage? I'm like, I'm drying my hand off. Cool. <laughs> Did you see Doug afterwards? Dougie P saw Dougie P. Man, it's an honor to share the field with that guy every single time I get to. Um, got obviously all the respect in the world for him, and uh, that team is going to be really good. I mean, yeah. not that they weren't this year, but that team is going to keep building and keep getting better. They got a lot of great young talent. Um, and as they keep adding pieces, uh, Dougie P is going to keep forming that offense into being what it needs to be, man. And uh, sure enough, that Trevor Lawrence is a baller, man. Dude, couldn't he agree is more, a, man. He is a absolute baller, and uh, I hate to say it, but we finally gave him his first loss on Saturday. On Saturday, that was his first yeah, Saturday game ever. No, it was his first oh, the, loss. Like he never lost in college. I don't think he's ever lost ever on Saturday until this past weekend. Damn. That's crazy, right? At least that's what I heard. I could just pull that out of my ass, but that's what we do here at New Heights. We make yeah. up stats and 92 percenters. Hey, and, uh, we don't even got to say it. 92 percenters, you know what we're talking about. <laughs> um, and from our producers, that is 100 percent true. So, Yeah. No, I think uh, Lawrence was extremely impressive down the stretch this year and in the postseason. Uh, I think Doug, they got a bright future over there. I'm excited to see what they do these next year and – how this thing grows. They're, they're only a couple pieces away, I feel like. They they got a pretty darn good team. They got the quarterback and the head coach figured out, so they ain't got too much more to get right. Yeah, I'm right there with you, brother. But shout out to Arrowhead for showing up, baby. It was loud and proud. I, I, I There's something about these playoff games, man. It's just so fucking electric, man. I, uh, I cherish every single one of them that I get to play, especially the ones in Arrowhead. So Chiefs Kingdom, we're going to need you even more this week than we, than we needed you last week, man. The AFC runs through Arrowhead again. And uh, we got to protect the house, baby. All righty. Before we get to the rest of the show, we need to shout out one of our incredible sponsors. Shout out! Athletic Greens. You guys know I've actually been taking Athletic Greens every day. And I started because, well, they sent me some AG1 to try for free. And damn it, if I don't take it every day now. Mm, got to love that. Let me ask you a question, Jason. How you been feeling? Are you uh, are you you've been feeling energized, healthier? Yep, yep, yeah. No, I feel great. I think uh, obviously uh, it's a bunch of greens chopped up into a bottle, and um, it's a big multivitamin drink that I take every morning, and I get all my nutrition met. Um, so I feel good. Love to hear it. 
Love to hear it. Let me ask you another question. Is it easy to keep up with? Things sometimes things like this can can be like a little bit of a drag. No. Easy. Real easy. You just take one scoop every morning, mix it up with some water, and you're good for the day. Uh for those of you listening who have been looking to start their day off healthy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D with five free travel packs with your first purchase. Mm, Got to love it when they say free. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash new heights. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash new heights to take ownership over your health and pick up your daily nutritional insurance. All righty. We need to shout out one of our sponsors, SeatGeek. If you are still trying to make it out to one of these playoff games, you really don't have any time left. And with over 28 million downloads, SeatGeek is the number one rated ticketing app. Mm, Number one app on the number one podcast. Gotta love that. And no matter (laughs) what you're trying to see, SeatGeek always wants to make sure that you are getting the best deal. So when you're on the app, look for the green dots. Those mean good deals. Red dots, not so good deals. That makes sense. And SeatGeek is doing something special just for us and the New Heights listeners. Something they told us they don't normally do. In honor of the NFL playoffs, SeatGeek is offering 15% off playoff tickets with code KELSEY. Got to love that. And the code works whether you are a first-time buyer or not, and you literally only have two games left in the playoffs. So uh, you're going to want to hurry and get on there. So if you're going to go to one of these last playoff games of the year, make sure to use code KELSEY for 15% off tickets. The link to the download is in the description. What he said. Moving on to Eagles and Giants. You guys uh, steamrolled them, 38-7. to uh, Third time playing a team. Usually doesn't end up in a blowout like this. You kind of... The, you kind of caught the entire world by surprise here. There were a lot of people saying that the Giants might have might have figured you guys out or they had a better shot than uh, what they showed. But um, and I'm sure the Giants felt they didn't play their best. But three and zero versus Giants during the season, and the first team in NFL history to beat the Giants three times in one season. So congrats on that wow. to the Eagles. Uh, the dim- dominance from the start, twenty eight to zero at halftime. Four goal lead. <laughs> Four goal lead, Gets good le- best lead in hockey. Three goal uh, lead, worst goal lead, four goal <laughs> lead, best goal lead. That's a, that's a pretty comfortable lead right there. Um, except when you're the Colts, tied the largest <laughs> margin of victory in franchise postseason history at 31. Uh, rushed for 268 yards. Dead boys was running the ball. Yeah, <laughs> getting after it. <laughs> Scott and Miles, man, they uh, they went they went ham, and then sure, obviously getting Jalen back in the back on track. Um, that that two hundred sixty eight was the second most in playoff history. Oh no, just franchise history. That's I mean, it's still pretty damn good. Uh, breaking a lot of franchise records. Jalen got a shout out from LeBron. LeBron in quotes on Twitter saying, uh, "Yeah, like they were saying." Anybody would look great as a QB in this Eagles offense. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Haters, man. You know them haters are out there, Bron. Jalen Hurts is special, and and I think we uh we all couldn't agree more with you, Bron. That guy's absolutely nuts. How how crazy was it in the link? Yeah, link was rocking. I mean, it's always rocking for any game, but especially a postseason game. Um, you know, Giants really good team had a great year. Um. And, uh, you know, we – I mean, listen, I get why people were high on the Giants. They had a great game against Minnesota, coming off beating one of the top teams in the NFC. Uh, and to be frank, we didn't end the regular season on a high note, you know. Jalen obviously being injured for uh, two of those games. Uh, you know, I think 
you know, even the game before that when he was healthy against Chicago, we didn't play great. The last game of the year playing against the Giants backups wasn't one of our best games. So, you know, this was the first game in a while that we really put something together uh, of a complete game. The defense played well, offense played well, took care of the ball, created turnovers. I mean, this was this was our best game in a long time. So it, it feels really, really good to go out there and do that uh, in a playoff game. Um, and Jalen Jalen looked back to the quarterback that he's been. Yeah, he looked you know, great, he, man. He, he looked healthy. We were able to do the things that free up everything. We talk about 268 yards rushing. I mean, a huge part of that is because of Jalen's ability uh, to be the dynamic player he is at the quarterback yep. position. The system. That, yeah, he, he is the system. Uh, so I think, you know, it's, yeah, it was a fun game. It really was. And obviously doing it against one of your heated rivals, uh, the Giants in the playoffs. Four, uh, three of these last uh, four teams in the NFC were all NFC East teams. So the NFC East was a powerhouse of a division this year. So to be the last one standing out of the NFC East is huge. All right, now. Um, yeah. How about, the, how about the link, though? How about the link? Yeah. Was, it, was it a little different? Was it, Did they absolutely <laughs> go crazy when Jalen ran out, runs out the huddle or yeah. runs out the tunnel? Like how, like how well, crazy it, was it, really? They announced the defense for this game, and they, oh, okay. they, they were crazy when the defense came on the field. But, I mean, they were crazy all game long. I think the link is always going to be loud. It's always going to be a hostile environment. But the playoffs, it's like another level. Like, it's like a – not only is it loud, but it's like an angry loud. You know what I mean? Like, it's not just like, oh, it's like a, I'm going to fucking murder you. Like, it's like it's like a – it's like an energy that is – a confrontational oh, yeah. vibe. Uh-huh. I can attest to this. I've got and, caught in the madness. I've got caught in the madness. You would have thought I was a little Philadelphia kid uh, watching you guys have all those home playoff games when you guys won it uh, back in, what was that, 18? Yeah. Man, there was, uh, it, I, I definitely uh, threw a few uh, F bombs. There's just something about the electricity at the link in the playoffs, man, that just brings it out of you, man. Like, you can hear, like, when somebody yells, you can hear, is it like, like, hey, or is it like, hey! like you can feel the energy difference in the yell and it's a much more aggressive energy in the playoffs. And I think teams feel it. Uh, Eli Manning certainly felt it. The, 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 the Eli, um, Eli was at the game and yeah, no, he made, they were he, doing yeah. this thing on the jumbotron where they were panning to an old Eagles player or legendary Eagles player. Uh-huh. And then they and the crowd would erupt, and then they would pan to Eli, and the whole crowd would boo. <laughs> then they pan back to an Eagles legend, it would erupt, pan back to Eli, boo. It was uh, pretty awesome. I noticed that, and then the other thing I noticed during the game was, of course, um, the uh, the uh, did the baby, did, the did guy that wanted the baby the- sign uh, on the jumbotron. I was sitting out there. I forget what quarter I'm in. I look up. And it says, uh, Jason Kelsey, please sign my baby. And I was like, I'm going to have to find that guy before this <laughs> the Eagles, The Eagles put that on the Jumbotron? That's funny. They put it on the Jumbotron. New Heights made it to the Jumbotron, baby. Look at us taking our game to New Heights. <laughs> hey, when they were when they were panning the Eli, did everybody just throw him the bird? Because I feel like that's oh, what it was. Sure. They asked Eli how many birds was he going to get tossed at him. While, He's if getting he was a lot the, of double birds. He got the entire stadium throwing birds yeah. at him. Yeah. That's pretty good. You know what that reminds me of? The pan pan to the cheering, then pan to the booing, pan to the cheering. You know what that reminds me of? What? Wing Bowl. <laughs> you went to Wing Bowl? I went to dude, Euro. the Wing Bowl was great. I went to the Wing Bowl when you were in the contest. <laughs> Did you? I forgot you went to that. Dude, how dude. crazy is the Wing Bowl? 
This is like what's not Philly is so. That was a that would not be shock. successful. That in was any a fucking place. culture shock. I don't think it is it even successful anymore. Are you guys? They even, got rid of it. So, yeah, they had to get rid of it. Well, no, they got rid of it because the whole reason it existed was because the Eagles never went to the Super Bowl. So they the year we went to the Super Bowl, that was the last Wing Bowl ever. Oh, all right. Well. So the the reason that they started that was it's like a, a running joke. Like the Eagles are never in the Super Bowl, so we're gonna have our own bowl. I think Angelo Cataldi. Shout out to Angelo in his last year of. Uh, being on WIP, uh, finally uh, retiring. But uh, I think the geniuses behind that at WIP, uh, that was uh, the reason they started that. So once we won the Super Bowl, they they nixed it. But, uh, yeah, I don't know if you'd be allowed to do that anymore. You can't do it. There's no chance, right? <laughs> Guys, if you want some unbelievable footage, you should check out Wing Bowl highlights on YouTube if they're around. <laughs> I was about to say, are those out there? There's no way that footage got oh, there's, outside there's of stuff that. out there. I Isn't mean, there? you don't you don't have the R rated or the X rated stuff, but there's some stuff out that's there. That's what the panning. That's what the panning reminded me of. Cause Just coaxing girls into uh, was flashing the, the camera. It was so sick, but I I couldn't stop it laughing. Was, it's man. hilarious when you think about it. But anyways, only in Philadelphia, man. Only in Philadelphia do you have the wing bowl, and then you, you have a. If you show them, you get cheers. If you don't, you're getting <laughs> you're getting booed. You're getting the Philadelphia boo, which is not a. It's not a boo. It's a. It's an aggressive boo. boo. Yeah. Yep. It's uh, a electric. It's, it's a you were a mistake boo. <laughs> is that not good? Should we cut that out? I don't know. Man. All right. Well, I, either I way. Yeah. Only in Philadelphia do you get the wing bowl, and then also get a guy who becomes famous for eating rotisserie chicken for forty days straight. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right. Boston Scott, the giant killer. Giant it's killer. Absolutely crazy. Uh, 19 touchdowns in his career, 11 against the New York football giants. Yeah. Uh, before before the game, social media was hyping up Boston Scott as the giant's killer. Uh, six for 32 yards in a tutty. Can't go bad with that, especially when you're, you guys were running the, running the ball um, as well as you were. Did Sirianni, did he put him at the goal line? Just to make sure that you know, what I mean, he kept that streak alive, or got a, got got added even more to that stat line of yeah, I uh, Giants touchdowns. Yeah, you know it, I and I know it. Coaches uh, sometimes will go out of their way to keep a storyline going, and uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Boston, he only needed one more touchdown uh, to keep the, the touchdown streak happening. So I guarantee uh, he had a play dialed up specifically to keep that thing going. Do you think? Um, uh, do you think some players just have like that uh, that knack against certain teams? Um, or certain I, I, like uh, you know, offenses or defenses. I do think that there's a lot of being successful comes down to like matchups and and different. Uh, there's for some reason just some players you match up well with, some players you don't, and it might not be like there's some great players that I feel like I've matched up really well with in my time in the NFL, and there's some other guys who I feel like nobody even knows who have made me struggle. And you know, I think you know what's what's. What's your weakness? Sometimes another guy exploits a little bit more than different guys. Uh, and for Boston, uh, I think part of it's a little bit of, you know, uh, circumstances and getting opportunities against the Giants. Uh, but also, too, I think for whatever reason, he's he, he's he's had their number whenever we played him. All right. Now. Uh, but I got to shout out Kenneth Gainwell, who has really had an outstanding game, too. We mentioned Miles. Boston Scott had big games. Kenny had over 100 yards rushing. He uh, he had some amazing Damn. runs throughout the game. 
and and he was a big. That was probably his best performance of his career in that playoff game. So shout out to Kenny. All right now, Kenny, I see you playing big in the playoffs, baby. Yeah. Um, Eagles O line, Miles Sanders after the game, dominate, dominate, dominate. Pure dominance. I can't put it into words. You just see bodies flying and tossed around, and uh, you're like, "What's going on?" I mean, as a as a running back, I can I can see what he's talking about when they when they go in slow motion and they just see you just absolutely tossing a, a Giants D lineman out of the way. And I mean, as a runner, you're probably running through these like absolutely like sea parting lanes, and it's uh, it's just like, "Whoa, body, what the." Just bullets flying past you, three hundred pound bullets just flying past you. Um, that's probably that was a pretty good uh, tweet by him. But I think um, I think you guys have uh, have shown that you guys got one of the best offense offensive lines in the league, and uh, it was definitely on show in uh, this uh, this past weekend, man. Yeah, huge test. I mean, especially their interior their interior line is is so dominant. Dexter Lawrence, best nose guard in the NFL this year. Leonard Williams has been a great player for a long time, and we, we knew we had our hands full. Um, and sometimes it's it's honestly just, you know, let's not let this guy ruin the game because those types of players, they can ruin games. Oh, yeah. Dexter Lawrence straight up ruined the Minnesota Vikings game, if yeah. you go back and watch that tape. Yeah. And, um, you know. He's a game record, man. Yeah, I mean, one-on-one, I mean, that dude is so darn good. So you just got to you apply attention. You double-team him. You try and get more hands on him. And just make sure that he's not the guy that's going to end it for us. Yeah. Um, and I hear you. You know, man. you I, talked about the like the one arm block that made that went viral. I'm not, dude. I kind of hate when that stuff happens because I've been on the other end. I was on the other end of that this year, week one against uh, Detroit. Malcolm Rodriguez, who I, I outweigh by 50 pounds, hip tosses me, and the whole thing goes viral. Like, come on, man. Like, I don't know. Like we said before, everybody gets got. It happens to all of us, and I've been on plenty of those. I don't need any juju going out there of me doing that to somebody else because that just means it's coming back on me Listen, ten times harder. You already know, man. Gronk said it. Gronk said it when he got worked by Vince Wilfork, man. Yeah, everybody gets God, man. At Deion Sanders was told a story uh, about Bo Jackson trying to tackle Bo Jackson. I think in college. Oh yeah, and uh, and it, Bo Jackson got him, and it's just yeah. like yo, every, all the greats at some point. Have gotten got, and it just is what it is. You you kind of mentioned it earlier uh, on in the year. It's almost like a rite of passage. Like, all right, I just got I got dethroned a little bit. Hey, you know what I mean? I, I got to lick your wounds up. Got to got to swallow your pride. Get back up and uh, try and uh, get your own got. You know it. Well, I'll tell uh, you what, man. I came out of uh, I came out of a little press conference after the game. Walked upstairs, hugged mom, dad. Started saying hello to everybody in the suite and glanced over at the TV, and that was the first play I saw with you just, <laughs> just pancaking a guy with one arm. It's like, oh, all right, that's what's going on. Okay, well, glad the Eagles are doing good right now. <laughs> Gotta love it when you see your brother get featured on the on the jumbo drop, baby. Let's go. Here we go, 62. Well, I'm thoughts glad on, you guys are watching. Thoughts on Lane Johnson getting back out there after being uh, out four weeks? I mean, obviously, it made a huge difference. You know, Lane, obviously, playing through a lot of pain, uh, torn adductor. It's going to require surgery at the end of the year. Uh, but, man, you, you couldn't notice it. He was out no. there dominating like usual. Uh, didn't allow a single pressure. Didn't allow a single sack. Um, Got to love it. Bro. I mean, he's so good. Uh, even even when he's not at his best, he's still the best out there. And it, you like having him back out there, honestly. Not just for the player he is, but – when you play that much with a guy, you you really just love 
him being out there with you. You know, he's got a great energy. He's got a great disposition for as a teammate. Um, he, he's just a fun guy to have in the meeting room, on the practice field, in the game. Uh, his personality uh, is a comforting personality, oh, yeah. and he makes guys play better uh, because of who he is as a person. So uh, huge to have him back out there and for him to still be able to play at a high level. Um, so, yeah. Nice. Well, I think that wraps it up on the Eagles offensive line and that Eagles-Giants game. You want to talk a little divisional game? Let's do it, yeah. Rest of the division? Yeah, rest of the divisional games, yeah. Uh, we got uh, Bengals versus the Bills. Bengals 27, Bills 10. Bills playoff run ended in the divisional round at home, for, and this was the second straight season it's ended in the divisional round. Bengals went up 14-0 early and never looked back. Yeah. Um, Bills had DeMar Hamlin in the building, obviously pregame, which ha- I mean, had to mean a lot to them. Yeah. I'd imagine that was a pretty emotional m- a moment for the whole team. Yeah. Um, whole organization, yeah. man. I mean, this has been a huge – I mean, they've probably been right up there with you guys as one of the favorites, um, especially this year, uh, You know, heavily favored to win the Super Bowl. A uh, lot of talent. Josh Allen coming into his own, had an unbelievable season last year. Uh, I think everybody's expecting big things. Yeah. Um, that wasn't the Bills team that we know. Yeah. yeah. That was, that was, there was not a lot of energy, and that is a high energy team, a team that plays very well together, and they just didn't look uh, like they played their best ball. Um, I'll tell you, I, it, it, it's, it's, it's tough to keep putting it all together against great teams week in, week out, man. And uh, sometimes the the ball just doesn't doesn't roll your way. I know there were there was little things like uh, like I don't want to say ball placement to put it on Josh or the routes in terms of how guys were running routes, but whoever's fault it was or whatever the situation was, they were just off a tick, and um, they just couldn't get it going. And the defense uh, they were trying to get stops, but. Um, that's a that's a high powered Bengals offense, man. You got to be able to put up touchdowns against their defense to to stay in games and to give yourself a chance uh, because of how good the Bengals play together on all three phases. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, I don't know if it's the Bills not playing as well as it is the Bengals just looking good, man. Yeah. I mean, they're playing great. Cincinnati football right is now, playing man. really really good football right now. Um, they've kind of struggled a little bit early on in the season, but man, have they been unbelievable second half of the season and in the playoffs so far. Yeah. Um, well, Joey Burrow had that, uh, had, I think, uh, illness or some type of, uh, something that was going on early on in the season where he didn't play gotcha. that much. Gotcha. So that's why they struggled early. But ever since he's okay. been back, man, they've been the, uh, the Bengals from, uh, from the end of the season last year that got us. And, uh, yeah, they're playing, they're playing great football, man. And every it looks like all the, all their wide outs and all their skilled players are playing, flawlessly together joey's feeling comfortable back there we're we're gonna have to come in as a as a defense and, and wreck havoc man and then offensively we got to put up touchdowns field the goals looks- field goals aren't gonna aren't gonna aren't gonna win win you a football game in the playoffs man and uh no bigger time than doing against uh you know a team that's looking like they're playing the best that they played all year well yeah they look great against the bills and they had the bills frustrated you could see it on the sideline obviously Everybody points out like the Steve, Stephon Diggs uh, moment um, where he's, you know, going like this to Josh Allen. Man, you to you, you know I, when you see that 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 you that a team's frustrated, and we've all been there. Everybody's been. I know there, I've man. been there. Um, it is frustrating as hell when things aren't going your way, uh, when you don't feel like 
you're living up to the standard that you've set for yourselves. Yeah. And, um, and what, you know, do you, everybody knows Stefan Diggs as a player, as a, as a person is it's not, his heart isn't in the wrong area. He's just frustrated, man. And it's yeah. hard to control those emotions in the biggest game of the season. Uh, you know, in the biggest moments uh, where you feel like you could help the team out. And it's a, it's a tough situation to be there, but I'll tell you what, man, you try not to, uh, give the world that that image of you. You know what I mean? Like, because that doesn't yeah. sum up Josh and Stefan Diggs's relationship. You know what no. I mean? But it, it's definitely going to be portrayed like that because of um, the situation at hand. So, hey, listen, if I can help unportray that, I know what you're going through, Stefan. I played wide receiver, freshman <laughs> football. I, I listen. I'm just letting you know. I played wide receiver in the freshman football team at Cleveland Heights. And let me tell you, there is nothing more frustrating than being open and not getting the football as a receiver. <laughs> I'm telling you. It is the most frustrating thing in the world. There's no other position than receiver, and you know this a little bit playing tight end. It is – half of it's your job getting open, but it don't matter how open you get. You get If that guy doesn't get you the ball, it, you still got to have somebody that's going to throw that ball to you. And, dude, I, I lost it in one practice, and Coach Hoon – I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here – Coach Hoon, yep. Gotta Coach love, Larry Hoon. Gotta love a good Larry Hoon reference. Mustachioed baby. man. Can we get a pic of him up there? Production team. I mean, that is a iconic individual <laughs> at Cleveland Heights High School. Wrestling coach, freshman Northeast football Ohio. coach when we were there. Northeast I think Ohio, was, baby. He's, yeah, he's, and, he's in the Hall of Fame up there in Northeast Ohio, man. Dude, he was also the health and P, uh, PE. I don't know if he did PE. I know he did health. Uh, yeah, he, was, anyways, he, was, he was PE too. Uh, well, I feel like those uh, go hand in hand. Yeah, it's it's pretty – and so was Mike Jones, the head football coach. But Who? Mike Jones. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, dude, I was I was in a practice one time and quarterback wasn't throwing me the ball. And I yell at him. I'm like, yo, bro, will you throw me the – will you throw me the ball? I'm wide open over here. And I think I had a little bit more uh, choice words. And Coach Hoon made me do about – Laps till the practice ended. He was furious at me. He's like, are you not a team player? Are you not a team player, Jason? I'm like, coach, I'm wide open. Throw me the ball. I'm like, what are you talking about? You fucking, you want to win? I'm a, I want, I'm a winner. You fucking prima donna. I'm just you saying. Fucking, I completely get it. I, I know it's not. Obviously, you wish it was done in a different way. But, man, that frustration is real out there on, as a receiver. There's oh, for sure. It's so reliant on somebody else for you to be able to be the dog you are. And make no mistakes about it. Stefan Diggs is a dog. And, dog. Um, you know, and, he, and listen, he's already trying to make it right. He's got these tweets. It's easy to uh, criticize my reaction more than the result. Uh, he also said, want me to be okay with our level of play when it's not up to the standard? Nah. Want me to be okay with losing? Nah. Nah. Hey, I mean, obviously, you wish you would have handled it a little bit better in the moment, but... Man, it's an emotional game. Guys are going to react how they react. And I got a feeling the reason why he's such a good player is because of that heart and emotion that he plays the game with. Yeah. So. Yeah. And how much you know, how much dedication he puts to his craft, man. I I see that dude in L.A. Uh, I feel like I've seen him down in South Florida. He is always working on his craft, man. And he's yeah. always the last one out there on the field. He's always the most electric and, and, and into the process guy that uh that guy that i've seen in the off season man and um yeah it's frustrating it's frustrating i'll tell you what'll what'll keep you from kind of acting like that is um is playing quarterback playing quarterback good point 
completely different mindset. That's a good point. Uh, I also play quarterback. You realize you realize what that guy's going through to some extent, and I'm sure yeah. Stevon has played quarterback at some point in his life, being the type of athlete that he is. Um, but um, still, doesn't take away with how frustrated you could get uh, being wide ass open and not getting the ball. If that was the case, I don't even know if that was the case, but. Um, yeah, yeah playing, honest, quarterback, it's, it's, playing quarterback. Playing quarterback. Stephon Diggs. He's probably wide ass open. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, shit. Playing, being, being in that huddle, in the pocket, feeling everything uh, that I felt in high school, let alone maybe a little bit in college. Yeah, that guy's dealing with a lot back there, man. He's dealing yeah. with a lot, and uh, it's not as easy as some may may, may yeah. make it look. I played quarterback for one uh, quarter at Cleveland Heights. Two <laughs> passes, no completions, and Jason, one interception. <laughs> Jason played wide receiver, freshman football. I played wide receiver the first game of that year, too. Linebacker, running back his senior year, averaged nine mm-hmm. yards a carry, and then played quarterback for one game. One quarter. One quarter, sorry. Threw one two quarter. passes. One of them was an interception. After the interception, I was like, hey, I think I'm just going to run this ball every time. <laughs> And then I was like, Coach, I am dead tired. I can't play quarterback and linebacker anymore. We got to make a decision here. I think I honestly think, Coach Mike Jones, Coach Jones, I love you. I really think I was very full of myself in high school. Like, I really thought I was a great player. And um, I really think he did that to humble me, and it 100% (laughs) Coach. They gotta love the good coaches out. Like here, I was man. like, I told him during the learning, week. I, I used to moment. go out there and practice and throw fades at Jerome Royal, and they were on the money. And I'm like, dude, I can play quarterback. This is easy. And I think uh, our our starting quarterback was late or something like that. And I was like, coach, put me in. I can do this. And uh, I think he was like, you know what? I'm gonna show you you can't do this, Jason. <laughs> 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 that it's not as easy as you think it is. And he was 100 right. It worked. It was a very humbling moment for me. All the, right. The great coaches out here, man. Yep. Uh, growing the, the growing uh, people. Yeah, there you go. Uh, moving on to the Cowboys versus the 49ers. Uh, kind of a slow game. Not a whole lot of action. Not a whole lot of points. 12 to 19. Niners get them. Taking out the the uh, the NFC East uh, rival that uh, that everybody, I think, a lot of Eagles fans were hoping that the the Cowboys got them so that you guys could see them for a third time at the link. Um, but the uh, the Forty ers had had other plans. Featured Jerry Jones before the game, giving a little pep talk to the kicker. Um, I don't know if that's helping the kicker or hurting the kicker. <laughs> I can't like, help. I don't what think is I've he ever giving seen, him? I don't What's think I've ever him? seen Clark Hunt go down and give a pep talk to anybody playing the game. What is man. Jerry Jones saying to that guy? That's I'll tell you what. Him? If he if he if he was able to give anybody a pep talk, he did play soccer, so kicking would probably be you know Jerry the Jones one played thing soccer. He, no, no, no. I'm talking about Clark Hunt, our owner. Oh, okay, sorry. Okay, that would probably be his like comfort zone of being able to help somebody out. But I uh, I don't know if he's getting involved that much out there on the field, let alone going down in warm-ups right before the game. Maybe during the week, shoot the guy a text Bro, like, "Hey, we're behind you. We're you know we're we're confident in what you got going." Bro, know. if you're the kicker, you know it's gotten to another level of bad when the owner you missed a couple in pre pregame warmups, and now it's so bad that the owner has come onto the field and is trying to talk me into being better. That's another level of like people are worried. That's not that's not giving me any more confidence. That's not helping anything. <laughs> no, 
Oh my God. I, I, man, this guy really doesn't have any faith in me. He just came out the press box to come talk to me. <laughs> I've never seen him down here before the game. I am so happy that he made his field goals. Like, I have never. No, no, he. I can't he remember missed, the last. No, he, he missed made. He missed an extra point. One. He, he missed. missed the. He didn't miss it. It got blocked. But it was a low kick. It was a bad kick dude, again. Dude, but he it was made slow it. motion on that kick. That kick bad. might have been off the field. It, <laughs> it was, was going so, so left. It hit like the, the, the number three guy on the defense to the left arm. Yeah. Like, that thing was going way left. It was not good. You're right. But the. Um, I was so happy he made the field goals because I was like, please. I've never been on edge more watching kicks in my entire life. I swear. Like, I mean, I'm, on an extra point, I don't even, you're, it's more like an afterthought. You're just like, all right, here we go. Let's go kick this extra point. And, he, and, he, and the first one came out low and it got blocked. That next field goal, I was like, dude, if he can't make an extra point, there's no way he's making this. And he drilled it. Yeah. He drilled the next two huge kicks in the game, too. I was so happy for that guy, man. I'm not gonna lie though. That first that first when that first extra point got blocked, I heard every Philadelphia Eagles fan laughing in the back of my head. I just heard everybody like <laughs> He missed another one. What a what an idiot. They can't they can't figure it out. I just heard every Eagles fan just laughing more and more. They probably every Eagles fan probably placed a bet on that first kick being blocked. Like if there was a if there was a parlay or something like a, a one hitter that everybody could just slam. Uh, Cowboys kicker misses first field goal. They all slam yeah. it and just laugh their ass off after that first miss. Here we come again on our own. Was that? Was that? <laughs> what's that song? I'm trying to living on the only road I've ever known. This is just it's like keep going, dude. Like a drifter, but it's like a kicker. I was born I don't to know. walk alone. <laughs> dude oh my gosh mike mccarthy on the last play of the game oh my goodness holy shit that's why you gotta love football man sometimes sometimes it just looks like these some of these coaches are just sitting in their rooms way too long man because we can't figure out what the fuck <laughs> well they gotta was. do something so let's, let's, let's I, I, I'd expect you, you got to get creative last play of the game what can what can you even really do you know what no. i mean you're on your own what 30 yeah you're 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 doing a play that's going to have a plan for maybe two laterals, <laughs> and then you're playing playground football. Zeke Zeke goes the center, and the Niners call timeout. They're like, "All right, we got to have what did they right do? right away? You know How something's gonna, up. You know yeah. something's up. And let me let's just make sure we got everybody accounted for here. Um, so they instead of putting a D lineman, they put a linebacker over over uh, Zeke. Yeah, and um, I, I originally I had no idea where the play was going, like where it was right. going to go after uh, I forgetting the receiver's name, but number nine for the Cowboys when he catches it, it's a lateral to somebody. Dak immediately sure. throws it and runs towards him, so yeah. it looks like he was throw he was going to throw it to Dak, mm-hmm. but I I can't figure out what they were going to do after that, and um, an interesting play. I feel like if you're number nine, you can't run it that deep. You can't run that route that deep to be able to catch and get tackled. The biggest thing is to make sure that you catch the ball and get it out of your hands yeah. so you can keep the play alive. Yeah, you, you definitely can't do what he did, which is catch it and get tackled. <laughs> I mean, listen, Dave, this is a play that they've repped 20 times 
at the end <laughs> more, of every walkthrough. More, more and, than 20, dude. They, but they've never repped it live. They're doing it on air. And everybody's just laddering the ball, having fun. And, and you think you're ready for it. And almost every time you go and do this this play live, whatever it is, because it's different for every team. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, but whenever you go out there and you do it live, it almost never works. It works maybe once every three or four years, one of these plays will work. <laughs> it worked one time I've ever seen it work, and it was the Miami Miracle against yeah, the against, against the, the Patriots. Patriots, yeah. That's the um, only time I've ever seen that last play work. It, it's not a high percentage play. Matter of fact, I think the other team ends up scoring more times than you do half the time. Uh, that We actually ran our last play earlier this year in a game, and the other team scored at the end of it. I think it was Washington. It was Washington. Our old Eagles uh, draft pick picked it up and scored a touchdown right at the end of the game. We tried a little that. lateral play. I mean, you're, you're pulling out all the Patriot stops. Patriot roulette. Patriot yeah, roulette. Well, Even though I don't think that one was. That's different because that wasn't a called lateral play. <laughs> that's why that one was so ridiculous. It's like, we're not even on that play, and these guys are trying to run that play. Let's get but, to what made this play absolutely electric, and that was the fact that Zeke, that Zeke was at Zeke, center. Man, Zeke got put in a he got put in a tough situation. Well, I mean, listen, I, Zeke was out there to do something else. That's the only reason he's at center. Ooh, like if, if he was ooh, just there to yeah. snap the ball, yeah. they would have left a center out on the field. So I don't know what was going to happen after uh, the receiver caught the ball. I think what was going to happen was he was going to pitch it back to Dak, and then Dak was going to throw it to Zeke. That's what I think was going to happen. Because when you're the center, you're typically not eligible. You don't have he reported somebody as ineligible. So, so Zeke in the game reported ineligible. To, and when you report ineligible, typically you, you can't don't, get a pass. You can't get a so pass. So nobody's accounting for you. They don't put a man-to-man defender on you. What they weren't accounting for was the linebacker bull rushing <laughs> the crap out of him. <laughs> Fuck. I I mean, dude. I mean, they, it looked it looked good. It looked good. His first initial couple steps. Snap was great. Up, snap was up. better than most of my snaps. All right and now. he had some good footwork, but. They they didn't they worked on the snap clearly and they worked on the set. They didn't work the hands. Hands are outside and high. That's a bad that's a bad recipe right there. And Zeke Zeke's a, he's he's a very well rounded football player. I'm sure he's a beast. he uh, yeah. he was he wasn't ready to get. I don't think he was expecting. I think yeah. he was probably thinking about what was going on later in the play. Like okay, after I snap this ball, I got to get over here. And when he snapped it, and he's like, oh crap, I have to actually block for a second. <laughs> It took him off guard. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, I mean. Ah, man, made that play absolutely electric. And again, after that one, just like after the block field goal, I heard Philadelphia absolutely yep. dying hysterically in the back of my mind. Yep. Um, but shout out to and Stephen A. Smith <laughs> going off yet again <laughs> on the Cowboys, man. <laughs> Shout out to Dak and Zeke and, and the and the Cowboys. A hell of a season. Obviously, we're laughing about this, but we got all the respect in the world for these guys, man. For sure. And I think what's even more interesting about this play, though, I do got to say this: they didn't need to do this play. They had opportunities in that drive, and yeah. they had bad clock management. Situational football, man. Yeah, I mean, Playoff not, football. They, they had bad clock management before when they punted it. They could have stolen some more seconds by handling that better. And then they had uh, they throw a sideline shot to uh, the tight end Dalton Schultz, Dalton. and he uh, he doesn't fight to get upfield, gets knocked back, getting well, going yeah. backwards, Didn't, keeps the clock running. Yeah. Another out pass to him where they were going to get another twenty yards on that or so, fifteen. I don't know how deep it was. Doesn't drag his foot. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Him, man, it's a situation. You catch the ball obviously before the before you uh, 
you catch the ball, you don't really know who's behind you. So you're thinking get out of bounds fast, but yeah. unless you're moving forward, the clock doesn't stop. A lot of, right. I, I was getting a lot of questions about why the clock didn't stop when he went out of bounds. I'm like, you have to literally you be have going to go forward. forwards, and or, the defense can hit you backwards, and that accounts for you not going forward well, out of bounds. And they usually give it to you as long as you're fighting to go forward. Yeah, like he the fact that and that's what was crazy to me is he just like took getting hit and went backwards. I'm like, bro, yeah, at least gotta. Give an effort to go yeah, forward. I think I think it just caught him off guard. Well, I, well, at that point in the game too, they're already like disgruntled. They're frustrated. The game hasn't gone their way up yeah. at that point. But I'm defending I don't him because he's a great player. But it's he's uh, a great a, player. He'll he'll definitely learn from that situation. Yeah, and you know they could have gotten into a situation. Maybe we all can instead learn of, from that situation. We do it every week. Every week we put up stuff around the league to learn from, and I guarantee we're going to have that on the week uh, of of uh, situational football awareness. Um, Yes, sir. Nick Sirianni is for sure going to be pointing that out. But anyways, if they execute on both of those, save some more time, they're probably in jump ball at the end of the game, which is a much higher percentage chance of working out than uh, your uh, playground, backyard football, Zeke snapping the ball play. Oh, man. I just wanted to see that play develop just a few more seconds. Just I know. To see I really what was just – I do – now I'm more play. curious. I'm, I'm very curious to see what the rest of that was. Do you think it'll ever get announced? Do you think they'll ever release it? No, but I'm definitely about to ask somebody on the Cowboys. We should, right? Tight end, you. I'm asking all the all the Cowboys tight ends what the what the fuck well, that play was going to. I, I kind of just was uh, not nice to Schultz. Do you think he'll give you any information? No, Dalton's a great dude. Great right. dude. Love that guy. Cool. All right, now we're well, moving on to the New Heights Stamp of the Week. Um, yeah, so the Stamp of the Week usually goes to uh, somebody taking their game to New Heights. Uh, typically around the NFL or in the football world. Uh, this week, we have Kyle McCory being the New Heights, official New Heights stamp of the week. Um, had the sign. We mentioned it earlier at the game. It was up on the Jumbotron at the Eagles game. Um, Andy had the, the Instagram post. But, Jason, you finally signed a baby. That's right. I signed my first baby. I mean, obviously, plastic baby, baby doll. But I, can, I think it counts. And I hope, personally, this turns into a thing. I would love to sign more babies. <laughs> Everybody bring in their doll. To the bring, game. bring your baby dolls and come get them signed. I can't turn down a baby doll. Did you just sign? Did you just sign it? Name? You didn't put any. Signed it. My name on the forehead, and then did go birds on the cheek. I thought about new news. Thought about new news, but he was clearly an Eagles fan, so went go birds. <laughs> That's classic. Uh, the NFL tweeted about it. Um, and our mentions have been getting flooded of pictures of actual babies that people of want actual to sign. babies, yeah, actual, actual babies. babies. So everybody's like, "Yo, that baby ain't real. Sign this kid right Listen. here." Hey, come here, come here, baby. Listen, I've oh. looked it up. Sharpies are not toxic uh, to be you ingested. Up? No warning, inhaled. no warning sign. Not only no warning, they have been certified not toxic. Huh. Now they did say something about uh, on skin. You know, there's not like a. Uh, uh, this was on like ingestion or inhalation, but you know, listen, if it's safe to lick, it's probably safe to put on your skin. <laughs> I'm signing a baby. I don't care. You already did. You Give me them. Ba- no, I'm signing. Derwin baby. James signed a baby. Yeah. Give us those guy. babies. Fucking guy. I, ho- I hope it turns into a thing. There was a guy at Arrowhead. You got to mention the guy at Arrowhead who's looking to get his baby signed. And you negated to sign the baby again. You refuse. What is? Why do you refuse the baby? What baby did I refuse to sign? 
The guy that came to Arrowhead looking to get his baby signed, and you didn't sign it. I didn't refuse to. I didn't see it until after the game. Yeah, likely story. Listen, I'll sign a little plastic baby. All right, I'll sign that. I'll sign that baby all day. You're gonna. You're not gonna sign a real baby. I don't think that Sharpie on a baby skin is worth it. Okay. Listen, where's babies are not these pristine animals. They're filthy creatures that eat anything up off the ground. <laughs> the Sharpie is not going to make a difference. Filthy animals. They are. Wyatt eats compost out of the garden. I think the Sharpie is going to be just fine on her forehead. <laughs> There's no way that's good for her. It's not good for her, but you you can't prevent anything going into her mouth. Uh, there's no way I have the oversight or the attention to prevent all of this from happening. Touche, man. And they pick the, up, and that's how Kelsey's erased. Okay, yeah. I I remember. How you, do you think you build up your immune system? That's how you dirt. You yeah. fucking dirt. Weak old Cheetos they find under the couch that you forgot were there. And then yeah. vitamin C, orange juice, orange juice, a gallon of orange juice always in the Kelsey household refrigerator. Uh, no, it wasn't. Was it? It was until I drank it all, for sure. I never I was, remember drinking. I was, I was never a big orange juice guy. I was chugging orange juice and 2% milk like it was my like. I do you remember the 2%? It was like hydrating. It was weird. Why were we 2% not whole milk? That's where they tried to get the health back? I don't know. Yeah. I just remember. We, 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 we there would be sodas littered throughout the refrigerator and then 2% milk. <laughs> like, this is where we're going to go healthy at. That's where we cut it off right here. Hey. The dairy? Mm-mm. All right now. <laughs> well, shout out, shout out to uh, Kyle McCory. Appreciate you taking your game to new heights, presenting us with the babies. And uh, yeah, now Jason wants it to be a thing. So the link better be filled with fucking babies getting getting ready to sign. Get the, uh, bring, line bring out the, the door, baby. Bring the, the bring the babies. Keep the line out the door, man. Bring the babies. How did we miss that baby? I missed that baby because I was playing football. But I'll tell you what, I'll keep my eye open. The next time. And if I see that baby in the stands, I'll sign that baby for you. There you go. And I'll one-up Jason Kelsey. And I'll put new news on it. (laughs) (laughs) Let's move on to conference championship previews. Um, Niners at the Eagles. The Link hosting the NFC championship game. Uh, Expect the Link to be absolutely rocking. The last uh, last time these teams met in the playoffs, 1996. But this is the Jalen Hurts and Brock Purdy rematch. And uh, they weren't even born yet in 96, which uh, makes me feel extremely old. Yep. Uh, the youngest QB matchup in NFC Championship game history. They definitely played in college, and uh, that was an electric game. Looked like Oklahoma had them the entire game, and then Purdy got pretty good late in the game and almost had a, uh, a big-time comeback. Goes for two late in the game and uh, yeah. does not get it. And uh, I believe that's how they lost the game. But, um, yeah, offense versus defense. That's what they're saying. The Eagles offense versus the the Niners defense. And uh, the Eagles finished with the top offense in the NFC as the uh, Niners finished with the top defense in the NFC in terms of points per game and, uh, yeah, yards per game. George Kittle says it's going to be cold and violent. And that's George's game. Very violent. A lot of uh, in-your-face football and just physicality. Um, cold? I don't know if it's going to be cold. Yeah, what is technically cold? I feel like cold is like negative. That's how you know they're in California. It's going to be like a high of 50 on Sunday, supposedly. But, so I don't, but George, ain't going to be that cold. He went to he went to Iowa, grew up around Oklahoma. Yeah, but he's been in California the last few years. He, he's gotten used but it's to that North Cali. North Cal. Well, I don't even know what North Cal temp is, but it doesn't look like it's going to be that cold. 
I was about to say, 40s, 50s, that's... That's, good that's, that's perfect. That's some good football yeah. weather right that there. That just means I'm not going to get tired. That's all that means. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> Got to get excited for the matchup, man. Big tight end you matchup, baby. Dallas Goddard versus George Kittle. The original tight end you. Ooh. Mm. I ain't mad at that matchup. That'd be fun to watch. Niners got 12 straight wins. Uh, does that uh, play into it at all? I mean, are you obviously you're not thinking about a lot of what the other team's doing, kind of focused on more of what your team is doing and your team's capable of doing. But how are we feeling going into this week? Yeah, I mean, listen, no matter who you're playing in the NFC Championship, you're going to be playing a really, really good team. And, uh, you know, they're a really good team. They're good across the board. I think up until this point, you see teams and they have really good players, but there's obviously weaknesses here and there. And uh, when you look at the Niners, it's hard to find that ain't no weaknesses, man. They are good across the board, especially on defense. They got a defensive line that's pretty much as good as anybody in the league. They got a set of linebackers that fly around. I mean, Warner is all over the field. Uh, Greenlaw's an unbelievable play. I mean, their, their DBs are all over the place. Their safeties are down in the box quick. Um, I mean, they are about as complete of a roster as you're going to see. Uh, and offensively, they're great too. So, yeah, we got our, we got our hands full. It's going to be a great battle at the link. Um, and you wouldn't want it any other way. I mean, this is this is what playoff football is about. You know, I still, as every game, you always focus on yourselves. And, you know, we played a great game last game took care of the football, made limited mistakes. Um, you know, we really played a – we didn't kill ourselves. And, um, you know, I think we have a great roster too. And I just – you know, we just – you got to go into it uh, playing good football, having aggression, playing physical, playing hard, and uh, and know that the opponent you're playing is going to be giving it everything they got too. So it's going to be a fun one for sure. Yeah, it's going to be an action pack day on championship sunday man got two great games um and i can't wait to see how you guys uh how you guys attack them and how you guys play against the niners man i know they were yeah. a tough team when we played them those guys fly around on defense man so uh yeah best of luck to you big dog yeah you got any pointers you got to be able to run the ball run the ball uh opens up everything Listen, don't, don't um, say any of this stuff i think just, that, tell, uh, just say you're gonna tell I me think behind that the camera if you don't say anything on average give it to me all off the camera what you all right all right ask me again ask me again I'll, hey, uh, you got any pointers? You got to be able to run the ball against them. Oh, my god. That gosh. opens up the play action. Will you stop? <laughs> it's football, man. I'm sure Sirianni's got it all got it all schemed up, man. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about your game. Bengals at the Chiefs. Uh, yeah, better send those refunds. There will be no neutral site AFC championship game. What a liner by Joey Burrow, man. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, was this the one you guys – I mean, obviously, whether it's the Bengals or the Bills, you're facing a tough opponent. Uh, the only two – well, two of the only teams that beat you during the season along with the Colts. You know, obviously, if the Bills were the one, you would have had to play a neutral site down in Atlanta. Now you guys get to play another game in Arrowhead. Uh, was this what you were kind of hoping was be able to finish it off in front of your home crowd? or Yeah. Uh, were you even uh, focused on that? I mean, I obviously had uh, hopes that we'd be able to play another game in Kansas City in front of Arrowhead, um, get that home field advantage that we worked so hard for in the uh, the regular season. And, um, yeah, and then on top of that, play uh, one of the best teams in the National Football League, and they're playing their best football right now. 
And yeah. that's a that's a challenge I get excited for, especially because they've gotten the better of us the last three matchups, and uh, they're very confident and um, have made it known that uh, that they think that they're the the big dog in the in the AFC. Um, and you know, it's uh, like I said, man, it's exciting. It's exciting. I cannot fucking wait till Sunday kickoff starts and uh, and we can go out there and uh, prove to ourselves who we are. Um, yeah. Because I think we're. Uh, we're pretty fired up that we're playing the, our best football heading into this game as well. Well, you guys have been playing your best football for a while now. The Chiefs are making their fifth straight appearance in the AFC Championship. That is incredible. Like it's five crazy, straight man. AFC Championship games. How many of those have been in Arrowhead? All of them? All five. That is crazy. Talk about success, man. Um. But yeah, you guys, if there's one team you guys have struggled with, it is Cincinnati. And this is a rematch of not only week 13 from this year, but also last year's AFC Championship rematch. Yeah. Um, Joey Burrow, 3-0. and um, Yeah, how are you feeling? What are you guys doing? We talk about rivalries. It feels like this one's been building to be a rivalry. But let's be honest, it ain't a rivalry unless you win sometimes. And right now, the... Cincinnati's been doing most of the winning. So what 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 are you guys going to try and do to combat to actually come out on top this time? My first thing is I uh, can't turn the ball over, especially in the fourth quarter. Um, I think we all remember that. Uh, are you alluding to something? That football that I had, we yep. uh, I felt like we had him in the bag until I did that and uh, changed the complete. Uh, not only the momentum of the game, but the ended up putting them in a situation where they had the upper hand. And uh, yeah, I, I screwed I screwed the team doing that one, but um. They That's played a good game too, though. Thing. That's going to be Come the biggest now. thing. No, I mean, hats off to them, you know. But I, I, yeah. I, I look at the game and how I could make uh, a better impact or how I can help you my team to. win. And that's that's where I, you know, I hang my hat at the end of the day. And um, I'm going to be out there playing my tail off, knowing that I. Uh, that's what happened last time I played these guys is I let my team down. And uh, I said it before uh, throughout the year when you don't play your best against a team. Um, it just makes you for that much more fired up to be able to go out there and kick some ass, man. And um, like I said, man, I'm just I'm, I'm geared up. I'm getting antsy in the seat just talking about it. You guys got any good AFC Championship stories? You've been there five freaking straight years. I got some good ones, man. I got some good ones, but uh, hopefully the best are yet to come. You know what I'm saying? No, what are you saying? All right now. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you heard me. All right. That's it. Show close. That wraps up the 24th episode of New Heights. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube to the New Heights channel so you can watch all of our new videos as they are released. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, make sure to check out our official merch at homage.com slash New Heights. Get some cool sweatshirts like this one right here. All right. Now, you're definitely going to want that merch, man. And they're comfy stuff, though, man. It's comfy, they're comfy shirts, comfy hoodies. I love wearing them, man. Once again, New Heights is a Jukes original show presented by Wave Sports and Entertainment, brought to you by our friends at NerdWallet. Make the smart choice about your finances and check out our friends over at NerdWallet. Follow the show on all social media channels or all social media networks at New Heights Show for fun clips throughout the week. And uh, thanks to our production for always uh, making us look way better than we are. We uh, genuinely and truly appreciate you. And uh, thank you to the listeners for always tuning in. And uh, good luck, brother, on Championship Sunday. Hopefully we, uh, we see you guys next week as winners. Peace!